apologize for my lack of decorum, but there isn't much time. We got down into the mines, finally, and the creature, it's everything. It's everything I could have ever dreamed about. This is it. It, some kind of insect or, or, or crustacean, it's, it's hard to tell, it's such a scale, it's, it breathes in space. But it killed the foreman, a small loss for the name of, of science, of the benefit of mankind. It's big, it's dangerous, but I have every confidence in my team here. Major Strong is, is perfectly capable of, of the threat assessment necessary, and if any equipment fails, <laughs> Brooks, Brooks will fix it. It will be fine. We're going to get out of here, and... My name, the Kenton name, will be synonymous with the height of scientific progress. Yes, Fordham. Coming, sorry, yes. Above ground, tensions rise. Nearly 200 above and below ground crew wait in near silence. Murmurs, rumors, tall tales, and ghost stories pass from trembling lips to eager ears throughout the facility like a steady wind before a storm. After muted conversations behind the glass door of Mon Pa Hillman's general store, Bobby hurriedly exits, folding something small and wrapped in cloth into her jacket pocket, as Pa turns the open sign to closed, before double-latching the front doors. Dr. Prentice sighs heavily as she types away at the multi-monitored infirmary computers. The sound of crumpling paper plays as all files relating to Bachman and the associated findings are scrubbed and deleted from the Carrion Corporation systems. In the kitchen, Gnocchi peers into the lined window of an electric oven as large, plump, well-rested biscuits slowly begin to rise. (laughs) With his lab coat that signifies him as the resident biologist covered in sweat and soil, Dr. Entragian grunts ever so strangely as he uses a shovel to fill in the large rectangular hole he had previously dug in the greenhouse the night before covering something unknown. 
Outside the facility, beyond the divot-ridden landscape of Arcadia 19, mechanical banging is heard as the landing gear of the Atolla magnetically locks into place in the docking bay. Alarms and warning lights ring throughout the ship as Lisa frantically floats towards their interface pedestal to assess the sudden danger. Deep beneath the moon, your comms flare only for a moment with a frazzled and disjointed message from Lisa, only to pop and fizzle, now adding to the howling trill that surrounds you. You three stand face to face with the body of Foreman Dunning, hanging lifelessly from the organic spear-like straw that is violently protruding from his chest. Like an overused marionette doll, his face and body completely limp, only swaying back and forth from the movement of the creature standing beyond him. What do you do? We hear Lisa try to communicate with us. Yeah, we'll add in a little. She's beatboxing. <laughs> Lisa, I also yeah. like to beatbox. <laughs> not, it's not the time! You know, stuff like that. I run for the exoskeleton. I'm going to try to hide in it. Okay, you got to go past the the creature, you see. Yeah, how narrow is this? You're all standing at the mouth of the opening to the caves behind you. In front of you is a more open room. I mean, it's currently draining the body of the foreman. So It's not draining it. It just pierced right through it. Okay. You can see the, the holes at the end of the straw kind of breathing in, sucking your direction, but it just pierced through him with it. You can still run around it. Uh, if you want to do that, go ahead and roll. Keep your head down. That's Puss head. Yes, sir. Hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> How's that looking? I get plus, I get an extra plus one to any head rolls when I have three or more stress. And you're stressed. I rolled a nine. Okay. On a seven to nine, your cover is easily blown, fragile or short-lived. Is anyone else doing anything that they want to help this roll with? Uh, You see Dr. Kinton start to run past the creature. Uh, The rest of you can act. Yeah, what's going through y'all's mind? Yeah, I want to see what the two of you doing that. <laughs> Doctor Kitten deciding to run past the creature is—he's uh, <laughs> not running away. He is running towards the danger. Is a real question to me. Yeah, um, that's fine. So that kind that kind of puts me through a loop. Uh, all right, we have to capture it. If we don't capture it, this is all for nothing. What does it look like when you run past it? Are you like, <laughs> are you doing a roll thing? Are you uh, <laughs> just doing a sprint? I'm just kind of bounding. It's okay. it's low grav, right? Like it's low grav. We're, we're it in is, space. in fact. Yep. So yeah, I'm just kind of bounding, trying to cool uh, make a dive to get cover under the exoskeleton. I, it probably doesn't look super pretty, but you know, it is what it is. Brooks, board. What's behind us? Like, are we cornered? Behind you is the way you came in. You all entered the room, saw Dunning pushing the thing over. In the middle of the room, he had shot at it, and it just kind of crumpled. Okay, but the way we came was pretty narrow and winding, right? It was, in fact. Am I remembering that correctly? Okay. You are. You had to squeeze through (sighs) some parts. Ford led you and got lost along the way. Brooks, I am not entirely <laughs> sure why the doctor decided to run in this room. 
<laughs> but you should stick with me. I told you we have to capture it! We need to slowly make our way to the doctor. Slowly? You guys do not have a moment to talk. This thing is trilling loudly. I know, that's what I was like. obviously attacking. <laughs> yeah, Ford, yeah there's, there's not a moment here. Ford takes the pack off of his back and puts it on the ground and will open it up. I think I'm kind of hiding behind Ford at this point because my first thought was I would start like backing up the way we came. I think I'm literally behind Ford. That, that is totally fine. Uh, Ford, roll me an act under fire as you're trying to do this quickly as there is a threat in front of you and Brooks, roll me a keep your head down. Both of the are <laughs> act under fire is plus hand. Keep your head down is plus head. Then I'm going to resolve this all at once. Nobody wanted to help <laughs> Dr. Kipton. I got a 10. I love that. You achieve your goal. You're able to unload your pack. Let me see what Brooks does. And what I'm currently doing is trying to help Dr. Kim. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll resolve that then. Brooks, what'd you go get? I got an eight. Okay, okay, okay. Easily burned, fragile, or short-lived. I love that. Love that very much. <laughs> it's mid. It's mid. You're both mid. <laughs> That's what the cool kids say. I'm not mid. I got a 10. You did get 10. Okay. Here's what happens. Kenton, you dart off to the left going around this creature. Ford, you drop to your pack and start unloading it. And Brooks, you get behind Ford and his pack here, knowing that this is a large alien creature and you are a mechanic. And you, you said you are interested in running away, correct? Running back the way you came. Uh, I mean, that was just my first instinct. instinct. I think I would kind of see what Ford is doing. I'm going to stay with the big, strong man. <laughs> no, that makes total sense. I love that very much. Dr. Kinton, as you move around the side of this beast, you can see that unlike the Exuvi that's on the ground, this creature has this ghostly, pale, pink and white body. Along the sides of it, as you run around the side, you can see this nearly translucent membranous patchwork of cool colors that go along the sides like a stained glass window. You can also see that engorged, segmented abdomen that was at one point dragging down in the dirt beneath is now pointed up into the air. You notice this creature does not have complex eyes, only this trio of ruby gem-like protrusions on the top of its head. It turns its head towards you as you run past it and then quickly whips its head back towards Ford and Brooks, releasing Foreman Dunning from its straw-like appendage. And Foreman Dunning goes flying over Ford as he reaches down into his pack and lands directly on top of Brooks. Oh, jeez. <laughs> After that, you see the creature start to turn and begin to follow Dr. Kenton. Ford, what do you do? Oh, well, I already took my pack off. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm opening it up, and I am taking out my flamethrower. Okay. Love that. Which I have, at this rate, plenty of oxygen packs. Mm-hmm. Which is how flamethrowers work in space. Absolutely. That science checks out. There's one hole at the end that shoots out oxygen, and then the other hole shoots out the flame. Yep. Makes sense to me. So I take that bad boy out. Mm-hmm. So I just witnessed him throw this body over and it just land on Brooks. 
it is on top of Brooks. We will get to uh, them momentarily once you do what you're going to do here. Unless you want to help Brooks. It's low gravity, so it's not like... Uh, well, they're dead, right? Not Brooks, but... Yes, Foreman Dunning is, Foreman in fact, dead. deceased. Yeah, I would just simply kick the body off of Brooks. <laughs> I'll let you do one thing. You can kick the body off Brooks, or you can do the flamethrower at the at the bug. It's either going to get to Kinton while you kick the body, or... I can get it off, it's fine. Okay, yeah, I'm just running towards Kenton, and I'm breaking out my flamethrower towards the bug. Are you looking to distract the bug or cause harm to the bug? Uh, Both. I mean, I'm basically running at the bug with a flamethrower, which I feel like is very distracting, and I'm also trying to cause harm to it. (laughs) Well, let's roll inflict harm. Plus hand. When you roll inflict harm, no matter what you roll, you take a stress. Okay. Uh, that is a 10. You can inflict extra harm, plus one harm. You cannot suffer any stress. You impress, intimidate, or frighten your enemy. You force them where you want them to go. You or an ally take a plus one forward on your next roll. Uh, I think I would like an ally to take plus one forward on the next roll. Which ally would you Which like? would be Dr. Ken. Okay. Tell me what this looks like. First off, it does two fire. I think I just take it out, and it's almost, uh, well, I don't want to compare it to Ian Malcolm Jurassic Park situation because (laughs) I feel a little more helpful than that. Does Ian Malcolm have a flamethrower in Jurassic Park? He has a, it's a flare. He has a flare. It's a flare. It's a distraction. <laughs> but it's but it's basically me taking out a flamethrower and just once I see the thing looking at you know Dr. Kenton, I just take out my flamethrower and just shoot it out a little bit with the intention of drawing the eyes of the creature and I'm slowly moving towards it to draw away from Kenton. Dr. Kenton, you see this flash. This creature is coming at you. You can see the divots being made in the ground as it sticks its spear-like legs, shuffling towards you at a speed that is uncomfortable in such low gravity. As you get behind this exoskeleton, you see this flare of light, and you hear this trilling taper off a little bit. And looking over the exoskeleton, you can see some of that stained glass, cool color patchwork on its back is now blackened and starting to curl. And as it's nearly to the exoskeleton, you see it whip around, and it stands on its hind legs and brings its front two legs down onto Ford Strong. Those are going to push you down into the dirt, Ford, and you are going to take three harm, and it is holding you against the ground. Ooh. He has armor, right? He has an armor from the EVA suit. I've got my reinforced gloves as well. Perfect for flamethrower holder. So maybe you kind of put your hands up to block in the way, taking some of the force of these claws as they come down on you. Brooks, you are face-to-face with the helmet of Foreman Dunning. His mouth is wide open, and there are these globs of blood slowly trickling out of his midsection onto you. 
I'm probably screaming in my helmet here. What do you do? So, I mean, since it's low gravity, like, this didn't, like, hurt me. This just kind of, like, knocked me back, right? Yep, 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 yep. Okay. So, like, it's not hard to, like, push him off of me and... Nope, nope, nope. What do you do? (laughs) I kind of want to leave them, but that seems really shitty. Fucking do it. I will Venmo you $10 (laughs) if you just leave. (laughs) I'm honestly surprised you both didn't leave me. Okay, I want to look on Foreman Dunning's body for anything useful. Fuck yeah, loot the body. I'm pretty sure you said he dropped his gun, but I'm just checking. Who knows what I said about his gun? <laughs> okay, cool. We can, we can say it's in uh, it's on his hip. I don't remember. You may have said he picked it up when he started talking to us before it stabbed him. Okay. No, I'm the boss here. I'm going to say he picked it up while he was talking to y'all and then he got stabbed. So, okay. it is on his hip. I am going to grab his gun. Mm. I want to make sure it's loaded. You I, do that. I assume it is. Are the comms still, like, going crazy in our helmet? The creature in front of you is making noise. The comms are not. After grabbing the gun, I'm going to, like, frantically, like, press the comms back to Lisa and say yo lisa if you can hear me sos 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 we need help down here and i think i will i guess make my way to try to shoot this thing before it eats ford's face okay roll and flick arm and take a stress oh, i'm so great at hand hmm <laughs> <laughs> what i've heard <laughs> great at head bad at hand <laughs> <laughs> Nasty. um i don't even see oh there it is okay <laughs> i couldn't find inflict harm on my sheet it's right in the middle it's a seven great 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 i love that very much of course you do remember you do have intuition so the intuition would allow you to re-roll one? No, it is a... It's just a straight success, succeed. right? Okay. Yep. This seems this seems pretty important. And I've rolled literally nothing but mid and below. I'm going to do it. I'm going to use an intuition. Hey! <laughs> All right. Please choose your additional effect. I want to force them where I want them. And that's off a of Ford. Oh, okay. I guess... I kind of want to, you can tell me if I'm picturing this wrong, but I kind of want, and I don't know how much, you know, <laughs> this space gun <laughs> can really do, but I want it to topple over like onto its back near Kitten and he can try to trap it with his. Here's what I'll give you because I like you so much. Oh God. <laughs> Am I your favorite? Dunning. No. Oh. Ryan is. I said that last time. <laughs> but then you said our other, your other favorites. I lied. Um, <laughs> you plop Dunning's body off of you, taking out his gun, and get this creature in your sights. You see it pinning Ford to the ground. You line up your shot, and you fire. And this bullet plinks off of one of those ruby protrusions on top of its head. I fucking wow, knew Okay. It. <laughs> it staggers back <laughs> off of Ford. And it is shaking this wedge-like head, trying to adjust itself to its surroundings now. 
It doesn't seem to be in pain as much as it seems to be disoriented in this moment. And I will hand it over to Dr. Kinton. You see it now back towards you a little bit. You are behind this exuvi. What do you do? Its attention is currently not on me. It is not on you. No. Uh, They have done enough to avoid that by shooting it and burning it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get out my tangle gun. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say... You imbeciles do not hurt the creature. This is how we get our recognition. The recognition we deserve. And then I'm going to shoot it with my tangle gun. <laughs> trying to capture it. I was like, what? <laughs> so you've had this tangle gun altered in a way to make it a wider net, correct? Yes. Tell me what this looks like. How does this fire? And then give me the stats for it again, if you don't mind. Yeah, it's zero harm, versatile, restraining, and then we added the AOE tag or some kind of area tag. Perfect. Gosh, I'm picturing it as like some kind of... Everything is pretty grounded in terms of what we visualize so far, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And this is a more like Rick and Morty-esque looking contraption. Like, uh, It looks like kind of a goofy sci-fi thing just because it's a big blocky launcher that is holding a large netting of sorts. And it just kind of shoots that net wide. I don't think this is an inflict harm roll. What I think this is going to be is a use an advanced item roll. Does that sound fine with you? That is plus tech. Cool. Tech is good for me. I will do it. I assumed you were a doctor and all. Oh, yeah. That is 12. On a 10 plus, you can use it without a problem. So what I'm imagining here is this net is narrow at the start and then expands and wraps around and maybe the corners cling to the ground or cling to each other and like fold itself like a towel. How do you think it restrains it? I think the edges of the net have these little orbs on them mm-hmm. or or maybe more like pucks, like discs kind of things. Sure. And there's just a very power, it like activates a very powerful magnet and they all, once it wraps its way around, once they get close enough to each other, the magnets activate and it goes and kind of closes on that end. And do you three all see this creature for a moment still standing and then drop to its side as it's laying on its side you don't see it rising and falling as it's breathing what you do see is almost like the gills on a shark between its head and the rest of its body there is an organic vent that is beginning to open and close in these rapid jerking motions but as it falls the room around you goes quiet we did it we did it yes yes we did it great work great work team good very good work i don't trust this at all doc are there more are there more of them oh goodness i that's a terrible that's a terrible thing to think about (laughs) isn't it (laughs) Um, well, for good measure, let me just stun this thing real quick, and I get out my stun gun, and I'm gonna fucking shock this thing. I'm gonna prod it like a fucking 
fucking like they did the, for the fucking velociraptors in Jurassic Park. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That turned out great for them, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I am going to say this is also a use an advanced item because it's a zero harm weapon, correct? Yes. Sure. Yeah, zero harm, mid-range, stun, my stun gun. So you go ahead, use an advanced item. Brooks, you asked a very specific question. Do you want to survey the scene? For some reason, all I could think about is taking my gun and shooting <laughs> Dr. Kim. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay. Well, you are an odd one today. Well. Okay. <laughs> it's because you pissed me off. I said good job. I got He's going to hit you with his tungle gun. <laughs> tungle. I mean, if you shoot me, I'm going to tungle you right now. This up. whole time you've been a dick, I could just shoot the shit out of you. I did call you both imbeciles. Yeah, no one would know. I know what that I, means. I would just say, <laughs> I would just say a big old bug down there ate you, and I'd be okay. with a gun. Yep, bulleted him right in the head. They're not going to go down there and check. Okay. Uh, <laughs> do you want to survey the scene, or yes. are you just happy in your bliss? Okay. <laughs> Ford, is there anything you would like to do in this moment? So Brooks is going to shoot the doctor, and then I'm going to stab the thing in the head. And then we're just going to call this an arc, right? <laughs> it's like the camera slowly pans out from our all three of our dead bodies <laughs> we're gonna agree to never speak again yeah no i'll just stay on the ready okay you can you can try to stab it i'll just try to stop you yeah i would yeah. love that scene yeah no i've i completely missed like uh i would recommend to the doctor just we cannot let this reach the surface Oh, but Ford, we're bringing this home with us. Are you going to do that? It, that is our our mission. We have to bring this back. The the medical advances I could make by studying this this living creature and keeping it contained, uh, we could we could learn to have uh, humans breathe in space more efficiently. Uh, we've never found something like this that can exist out in zero gravity with. With no oxygen, this is, this could be the greatest discovery humanity has ever made, Major Strong. I've seen humanity make a lot of very stupid discoveries that cost a lot of lives. This feels like one of them. Hey, I, I've seen Jurassic Park. It's a good movie. Brooks, this isn't a, a movie. I, I'm not bringing this home to create a theme park forward i'm doing this to for the good of humanity to 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 protect not to harm this is for medical science i am a biologist this is what i do this is what i've been hired to come here and do now you can either help me get this thing incapacitated and drag this back to our ship or i'll just have to do it myself when they said biological matter, I thought they were talking about some fucking plant, not a live creature. Isn't it wonderful? Shaking my head. It starts to move against its bindings. Doctor, you're a man of science. Yes. You know, typically when bugs feel threatened, they release a pheromone. To attract more. Precisely why we should hurry. 
I highly doubt a creature of this size could sustain a, a large population, and certainly it's the only one of its kind. Can I survey the scene? Yes, are you moving to stun it, Dr. Kinton? Yeah, especially if it's starting to move yeah. and stuff. Roll me a use an advanced item, and Brooks, roll me a survey the scene. Nothing but sevens and eights today, apparently. Think about your one question, Dr. Kinton, what did you roll? I marked intuition. <laughs> uh, would you like to avoid all harm or succeed on the roll? <laughs> I would like to su- succeed. Well, <laughs> I would like okay. to secede from this campaign. <laughs> well, we're we're gearing towards there, bud. Don't worry. <laughs> we're about to secede the hell out of you. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> um, <laughs> Brooks, what would you like your question to be? You get to ask me one question, and I will answer it honestly. Is there something important we're missing? Other than the big old bug. Who's in charge here? <laughs> Sorry. I guess you. You have a foreman... Dunning's gun. You're in charge now. There's a new sheriff in I town. I took his badge. I took his face. <laughs> I'm just wearing it. Oh, she's, she's got his flesh face on the outside of her helmet. <laughs> okay, joke. this this makes everything better. Uh, Ford leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, look at this silly, stupid fucking face. How did you get his face off with his helmet off? You know, don't ask questions. She's got a big wrench. <laughs> what do you want? And Ian, what did you roll before you chose intuition? What is the, why is that relevant? <laughs> I'm, I'm a curious, curious little man. I rolled a three plus two, which is five. Okay, that's great. Uh, what does your stun gun look like? I think we talked about this. It is mid-range, so it's like a harpoon gun. It has a wire that connects it back to okay. the thing, but it shoots this stunning bolt and then can reel it back in. Perfect. Brooks. You see Dr. Kenton preparing his stun gun, and you start to take a look around this room you're in, this large open cave. There is not too much to note in here as you look around the ground and the walls. It is just regolith and stone. But as you look up towards the dark ceiling, you see that the entire ceiling is marked with these raised holes going in all directions. It looks like a lotus seed pod. Dr. Kitten, you aim your stun gun, and just as you're about to pull the trigger, the beast in front of you opens those vents, and you hear this loud trill echo through the room. But before it can reach its full volume, you pull the trigger, and it is silenced in a moment as a wave of electricity covers it, and it the vents on it shut once more. I point to, I point to the top. Those, those are those babies. Uh, what do they look like to Dr. Kenton? Tunnel-like holes that go in all directions. You can't see into them very much. It is dark, but there doesn't seem to be anything in them right now. You, you think this one made all of those tunnels? I thought you thought there were eggs. <laughs> I mean, I did. I did. I was a little confused. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, who knows how long it's, it's been down here, Brooks. This is irrelevant. We must get moving either way. We have to get back to the facility and then have the staff there kindly help us get this back to our ship. 
and then we can all get back to Earth, where I can study this closer to my wonderful family. I'm starting to sound evil, and that's not intentional. (laughs) Yeah, you really are. I'm getting a little British. (laughs) (laughs) Ian's version of British. Fuck you. (laughs) I just want to get the fuck out of here. I'm going to grab, I will grab whatever I need to grab. I want to get out. Speaking of family, that is when you all start to hear a response to that initial call coming from the holes above you in the ceiling. They sound far away, but it is the same trilling chirp that you've heard previously. Okay, time to go, time to go. And they are getting closer. Excuse me. A damn fine cup of coffee. I've had, I can't tell you how many cups of coffee in my life, and this is one of the best. Hello, and welcome to Shrimp and Crits Arcadia. This is a very exciting day. I don't know if you know, this is our 100th episode on the main feed. Not only that, just a little bit ago, we reached 100,000 downloads. This whole podcast thing is really blowing up. If you're looking for more episodes, episodes that aren't on the main feed, you can go to patreon.com slash shrimp and crits to find even more episodes. I know last release you got a little taste of Tallahassee Nights. Well, there's more Tallahassee Nights on Patreon. Not only that, we have one more recording of Arcadia left. After that, we're going to put all of our focus onto finishing Tallahassee Nights. It is one of the most fun things to record. I know Katie and Ryan love their characters. I'm having so much fun with my characters. I know Ian loves the 90s. We are going whole hog into Tallahassee Nights after this to get it finished up for a treat for you patrons. Speaking of you patrons, I want to thank are three new patrons. I want to thank Jesse, I want to thank Hush, and I want to thank CC. You are all incredible. Thank you so much for your support. Every bit of money that goes into our Patreon helps us with our new equipment, helps us with our costs, helps us keep new content coming. Speaking of new content, I need all of you to go check out Old Soul Music. You might know LaRange, you might have heard of LaRange. He made the outro song for our first season, Golikochka. He started his own music label, Old Soul Music. I keep seeing online more and more artists joining up with Old Soul Music. It just seems incredible. You gotta go check it out, you gotta listen to some of this music. There are so many great artists already, more on the way. Go check it out now at oldsoulmusic.com. It's getting chilly out. I don't know if it is where you are, but you know, it's just the season for meeting up with people, maybe going to see family, going to see friends, 
what better thing to do than tell them about your favorite podcast, Shrimp and Crits. Word of mouth is the best way for podcasts to reach new listeners, and you telling Gammy and Papa about our podcast means the world to us. Let them know if they like magic and, uh, fucking, what do we have? If they like vampires and crocodiles and magic, just like all old people do, send them our way. We'd love to have them. We've got a lot of social medias. I don't really feel like listing them all. If you want to find us on everything, go on over to Linktree. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash shrimp and crits. That's a landing page where you can find links to everywhere we are online. There you can find links to the Discord servers we're in. You can join the official Shrimp and Crits Discord server. You can do that for free, even if you're not a patron, to join us for the live listens on release days. You can also join the Actual Place Discord server, which is a Discord server dedicated to actual play podcasts. Their creators, their listeners, everyone involved with the process, and I am the newest moderator on the Actual Place Discord. I'm here to make sure it is a safe and fun place for everybody who wants to be a part of it. Come on over and see us. You can join over there. Come say hi. I'll be there. I'll probably say hello when you join the server. I think that's it. I don't know what else to say. We're a bi-weekly show. Our next episode will be out December 4th. I'll see you then, Space Cadets. start to tug at the corpse i mean like not i started i started dunning i started that guy <laughs> leave that guy yeah ken's actually glad that that guy died because he was trying gonna try to lay claim to this discovery fuck so that true. this is my discovery this is the kitten oh bug oh my god <laughs> it's a kitten bug kitten sounds like an std it's so cute the kitten bug <laughs> Thank you, Brooks. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> and you all get eaten by a million bugs. Oh my god, no. We're I'm running. tugging at the thing. <laughs> Doctor, we need to leave. Yes, if you could help me, we could be on our way. <laughs> I should mention, I am leaving. You can follow me. This will slow us down. Mm-hmm. Okay, you'll be the guide, and Brooks, you'll help me carry <sighs> the, the creature. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> okay, let's do it. You all head back into the cave that you entered through. Ford, you are leading. Let me get a survey the scene from you as you head out into these tunnels. Let me get an act under fire from you, Kinton, to pull this thing. And then if you need help, I will have Brooks help you. Act under fire is a oh, fucking plus hand. Uh, Cap, I have one retcon. Okay. You. I actually have no arm. Okay. I forgot my gloves are heavy, so mm. my armor's three. Wow. Very cool. Well, I didn't roll good. <laughs> Ford, what did you roll as a survey of the scene? Sorry. Plus head. Okay. That's an 11. Love that. Uh, think of your two questions. Dr. Kinton, you rolled poorly? I marked my second intuition. 
Oh, good. Because I would really like to roll better than Snake Eyes. <laughs> Double dangs. Maybe uh, switch out those dice. Well, on a 10 plus, you achieve your goal. You and Brooks are pulling this with ease. It's probably lightweight. Yeah, it's very lightweight. As if most of it is a hollow chamber. (laughs) We don't like any of these details. (laughs) Ford, back up front to you. What two questions would you like to ask me? Um, how can I get out of here? Sure, that seems easy. That's a good one. And is there something important that I'm missing? I really do love that question. It's a really good question. How can you get out of here? You are a professional. This is not your first time getting lost and figuring out how to get back home. And lucky for you, you are in an environment with little to no atmosphere. So as you're moving forward, you can use your headlamp to retrace your own footsteps in the dirt beneath you. Some are brushed aside by these drag lines in the dirt that were not there when you passed them initially. And you even begin to notice that there's these drag lines in the dirt beneath you and in the ceiling above you. So you can find your way out, and you know that these creatures, even though they are quite large, can squeeze their way through these tunnels. Uh, Does that mean he can squeeze his way out of this trap that he's in? No. He's not made of smoke. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm paranoid. Doc, can't you just, like, take a fucking sample, like, get some DNA off of it and, like, clone it on Earth or something? Brooks, it it is entirely likely that we will not be allowed to come back to this place. It could be... Too dangerous, especially now that we know that there are so many of them, we have to get this to the ship. You can't just take a fucking scale off of it or take its eyeball or whatever, and we'll just... We're carrying it just fine. There's no issue. Let's go. Talking is exhausting (laughs) us. We need this energy to run. Okay. What are Kitten's thoughts on cloning? Because we know cloning is a uh, thing in this world as... Bobby said it. Uh, I mean, he's probably totally cool with it. He, it's it's dope, Love cool stuff. science shit. Yeah. Like yeah, he still wants all the credit for bringing a whole one back. I I feel like I don't know where cloning's at in this world, but I feel like cloning a creature we don't know much about would be difficult or probably sure. impossible. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Brooks doesn't know anything about science. It's just a question. Just a different side of science. You got your. You got your degrees. You all follow Major Strong. He is moving deftly through these tunnels, squeezing through these narrow passages. He has not even looked back at you. He is assuming you are following him, and you are keeping pace, even hauling this large creature. And as you move through one cavern, Dr. Kinton, your light catches something on the wall. There's a large fissure, a cutout in the wall. And inside of it, what looks almost like a sea anemone, are these 
white, pale, almost translucent tendrils coming forth from the wall, and each one of them at the tip has a single ruby protrusion. This is anatomically different from the cicada creature? Yes, these are like fleshy tendrils coming from this fissure in the wall. They move almost in a wave together. As you walk by, they follow you. I'd like to check that out. Sure. Ford, do you even stop? Did I notice it? I think what you would notice is the footsteps and dragging noises behind you stop. Uh, Yeah, then I think I would look back. Okay. Kenton, roll me a survey of the scene. I think you get a plus one to this, right? Because you're exhausted. Mm-hmm. And that's an 11. Wonderful. You may ask me two questions. Uh... What the heck is it? That's not a oh, question. Yeah, that's, that's one of them. Would I know anything that's related to this? And hmm, I hate to keep spamming. Is there something important that I'm missing? But none of, the, none of the other questions are great for this. Maybe what can help me? Need all the help I can get. These seem to be the larval state of this creature. These are hatched eggs. Eggs in the wall, babies, <laughs> and there are dozens of these. Oh, take strange a take a baby. It's much easier. Take a baby. <laughs> larval versions of this monster. I'm not sure what can help you. What you notice is that they are not reaching towards you. They are reaching towards the captured creature. And by reaching, I mean their heads, their body, which is basically the shape of a grain of rice, but much, much larger, are all stretching towards that creature. I grab one, I put it in a sample container. Uh, They are about the size of a dog. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Shove it in your backpack. (laughs) I put it in a really big sample container. Uh, I mean, you did say you were like, uh, what's that game with the big backpacks? Yeah. You could have a sample container that's like a a capsule. Is it like a chihuahua-sized dog? Uh, no, I'm thinking like a, a full-size, like a cricket. Have you ever seen a cricket dog? Wow. One of those, a big dog. Cricket's not a big... A medium-sized dog. Bigger than a chihuahua, for sure. Sure. <laughs> No arms or legs or anything. It is uh, pill-shaped. Yeah, I feel like I shove it. I put it in a container that's probably not comfortable for it, but yeah. I want it. You want oh, it? Uh, wants it? I mean, that sounds right. I'm going to make you roll something for that, for sure. I feel like this is a sabotage. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> is there a grab it? Just grab it? Just grab roll. it and go. Roll. I mean, just grab it is act under fire, so we can do that. Yeah, plus hand for me, please, sir. All right. No more intuition to save you. And only your fleas will mourn you. I rolled a 10. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I have it. It's mine. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Are you still pulling the large one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this one okay, goes good. in my backpack. I grab the large one. 
Now I've got so much information to go off of. I'm going to... You've got all the info. I'm going to, like, invent eternal life with this shit or something. Yeah, that makes sense. That tracks. <laughs> uh, two of you, anything? It takes Kenton a moment. You see him. He has his gloves on, and he goes elbow deep into this fissure in the wall. These things start to, like, almost like they're trying to hug Dr. Kenton. They have no mouth or anything like that yet they are not developed enough and he reaches in behind one and with a horrible slurping sound he rips it from its nest in the wall and jams this creature into a capsule and seals it placing it on his back i'm gonna start the coolest theme park Ford Brooks, any anything from you two, or are you just disgusted by this man? <laughs> yeah, <Rude. it's>, it's... <laughs> Sorry, anything from you two, or are you just uh, in awe of this <laughs> handsome <laughs> doctor? Doctor, I think us getting out of here is the most important thing to think about right now. There is clearly a lot of life down here to come back to. I look at you kind of wide-eyed as if waking up from a dream and I say quite right I'm I'm I am sorry for the momentary um stop let's let's continue on before well let's 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 continue on I believe what you're trying to say is before we are dead we will not stop this way S- sir yes sir <laughs> <laughs> You all keep moving. I'm going to keep rolling on Ford's 10 plus to get you all back to the entrance you came in. After what seems like far too long, the now five of you exit this narrow tunnel and you find yourself next to the boring machine that was stopped near the entrance of the cave and you know that you are back in the man-made tunnels under Arcadia 19. You come up and you find yourself at the crossroads between heading to where the cage is, the base camp, and towards the refinement center where the ore gets broken down and sent up. Okay. And you are heading towards the cage, correct? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. As you all head around the corner up to the base camp, you are greeted by the segmented abdomens, two of them, in the base camp. They are digging around the tools. They are breaking things. These brown creatures with the large lobster-like claws. Mm. And on the cage, perpendicular to the ground, holding on to the outside of the cage, is one of these pale white creatures. It's long straw-like appendage sticking into the cage. And you can see these shimmering cool colors in the patchwork pattern on its back facing you. Well, we're dead, guys. <laughs> this is it. Hmm. <sighs> Dr. Ken. Yes, Ford. The importance right now is that we make it into that elevator. And what is your plan for getting past these cantankerous-looking fellows? <laughs> I do not know yet. But I am not concerned with bringing one of them with us. This is a decision you can make for your life. 
I am getting the rest of the people here out. I look around. It's <laughs> just me. <laughs> I really mean Brooks and Dr. Kitten. It's mostly me saying, hey, I'll save you. This thing is not a part of that package. <laughs> the two nymphs, the two brown ones with the large, jagged claws finish up what they're doing with the uh, the tools, breaking them and such, and then both of their wedge-shaped heads turn towards the tunnels, and they start to slowly lumber in your direction. I am going to drop my hold on this creature. Mm-hmm. I would like to take out my plasma gun. Cool. You have a weapon. Yeah, I have a gun, but it didn't do much to the the. I almost said the hide of this thing. What is that? The exoskeleton of this thing. <laughs> Hitting it with a wrench doesn't seem like it's going to work. So I guess I'll try shooting this one too. You said these are smaller. They're like nymph, nymphs, nymphs. I say nymph as they are between the larval stage and the full stage yeah. of the creature that you have. Uh, wrapped up behind you. They are about eight feet tall. Maybe their exoskeletons are not as thick. And to paint the scene, there is still that tipped over personnel carrier. Uh, There's the cage right there. There's all sorts of, you know, mining equipment around. This is the base camp. So if you don't want to just shoot it, you could use your environment. Is the boring... Is the drill there? No, the drill is back uh, by the entrance to the... Oh, that would be fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I got an idea. Get in the drill and run them over. Fucking go, go back and get it. <sighs> Fuck, I might. That's a fun idea. I like that idea. I gave you a Chekhov's drilling machine. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Ian. Nobody's asking you. <laughs> uh, I think as a last resort. You're mad at me for dragging a bug? <laughs> I think this is just going to end in Ford just getting on this elevator and just By going himself. up and just <laughs> goodbye, everyone. I'm going to go be a chef on a cruise boat. Ship. Um, Cruise boat. <laughs> I think my science is sound and I want to try to shoot these things. I think these things probably have less of a armor since they're not full grown. I love that you think that. I'm, I'm sure I'm wrong, but <laughs> is there a more fleshy part of them that I can aim for? Let's see what you roll. Roll and flick time. Oh, here goes nothing. And go ahead and take a stress. Because Kenton said that my drill idea was dumb. (laughs) That is an 11 on the dice. Plus hand is a 10. (laughs) (laughs) You may choose an additional effect. (laughs) You impress, intimidate, or frighten your enemy. (sighs) Become their mother. (laughs) (laughs) Impress them. <laughs> well, I don't want to do inflict extra harm because I feel like you're just going to say that it bounces right off again. And then it's a waste. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. Literally, my headphone cord tickled my elbow. And I thought it was a bug. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a fucking roach. Okay. Oh, my God. I can't stop you from inflicting extra harm if you choose inflict extra harm. Yeah, I think I want to inflict extra harm. I actually want to hurt one of these things at least. Kind of sadistic. 
I want to know that they can be hurt. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Brooks, you kind of push away in front of everybody and start this dance. Where are you aiming on this thing to inflict this extra harm? Are you going for that uh, ruby protrusion again? What you would assume to be an eye? Ruby protrusion is my drag name. <laughs> do they, do they have like a soft looking underbelly or anything? I don't fucking know. Into their their straw mouths? I don't know. You can shoot the straw mouth. No one's going to stop you. Well, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's going to do much. Sure. Well, I'll tell you your pistol. They're using Dunning's pistol, right? Yeah. That's going to do two harm, so uh, additional harm would be plus one, so that's three harm. Good job. Yeah, I guess I'm aiming for the eye. Love that. I want I want into the brain. <laughs> I want into the head. Okay. You fire off the shot that rings throughout the cavern of the base camp, and it makes purchase against this nymph. It makes a noise, a very inhuman, guttural noise, not nearly high-pitched like that trill you heard before. And it slows down its advance. The other one, the other nymph, begins to move faster in your direction, and the full-grown creature on the cage drops to the ground with a thump. You can see that dust spray up on the sides around it. And the vents on each side of its, where you think a throat would be, right at the top of its thorax, open fully. And echoing throughout this cavern is a noise unlike anything you have ever heard before. Each of you are going to take four harm, and you are all stunned. What the fuck? I might have made a mistake. <laughs> 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 I've, I've made a huge mistake.